Hello again, and welcome to another episode of The Goat Farm. With, this, with me, as always, is my co-host, Ross Clanton. Say hello, Ross. So, the Prince of DevOps. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so the Prince of DevOps. So, a co-worker, Jennifer Davis, and, you know, the whole sparkly DevOps princess movement <laughs> that's going on. Catherine Daniels and Bridget uh, and some others. So, our marketing guy who does graphics for us created Jennifer Davis, a uh, crown, and it said DevOps underneath it. So it was like a new logo for her, you know, profiles and so forth. And on there was a Yammer thread, just kind of random, and Julian Dunn's like, somebody needs to take this, which was like an Arabian prince, <laughs> and needs to put Ducey's face on it and make him the prince of DevOps. And next thing I know, like, I'm on this Yammer thread with this, you know, photoshopped picture of me, which actually was very complimentary photo, I thought. <laughs> it was disturbing. <laughs> I mean, like, realistically, I could never wear that, what that guy was wearing, so I was like, uh, I was, you know, felt kind of good about myself there for a moment. <laughs> so we've had some good feedback about the podcast. One thing was Adrian Cockroft. He said he loves the Goatcast, so I guess we need to change the name from now from podcast to Goatcast. I like that. Uh, the other feedback we got was, Ducey is a very heavy breather. <laughs> so apologies for the podcast last time. Apparently, Audio Hijack Pro uh, has some weird settings. And if you don't know about these settings, you record from the wrong microphone. And that microphone might happen to be right next near, near your mouth and nose. And you get a breathing sound the entire time. I worked for probably like an hour to try and get rid of the, the breathing sound with Audacity. And I just couldn't get rid of it. So I just thought we'd just have to live with it. This time, we're using the correct microphone, and hopefully nobody's close enough to where we can actually breathe into it. Can everyone take a deep breath so we can test this? <laughs> All right, great. So today we're going to talk about running internal events. We've got three great guests with us. Brent Nelson from Target, Heather Mickman from Target as well. And dialing all the way in from Amsterdam, uh, Mark Hestick. Is, did I say your last name right, Mark? Yes, Heistick. Yes. Heistick. All right. Yes. I, I'm horrible with my Dutch. Uh, yeah. You can ask uh, Foons and them over there. And Mark is with ING, so ING Bank, the big bank. And every time I talk to Mark, I always tell Mark how disappointed I am that they sold ING Direct to Capital One here in the States. So I'm going to tell you that one more time. And Heather, Heather is nodding her head agree. as well. Yes, I miss it here in the States. <laughs> but Capital One's not that bad. So we want to talk about running internal events. ING and Target are both companies that have been running internal DevOps days for a while now. So why don't we start with the Target folks since they're in the room, and then we'll pivot it over to you, Mark. Uh, so tell us about your experiences in starting these internal events and what what was the catalyst to do it, and uh, just kind of what you've been doing event-wise internally? Sure. Um, so it was about a year or so ago. I was reading um, the DevOps Weekly, and it's awesome that ING is on the call because I was reading through that in just a couple, you know, just through a different links, and one was you know, a deck that had been, or maybe a talk from someone from ING talking about their internal DevOps days. Um, and I read that and I thought, holy smokes, like what a great idea. Like we've, we've been to a few DevOps meetups around town. Um, we've really been trying to drive the DevOps movement uh, within Target. 
and just seemed like a fantastic way to start just getting the word out more broadly and start building an internal community. Um, and so I actually reached out to Ross and said, hey, what do you think about pulling something like this together for a target? I was um, like, that's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> no. And we were like, yes, absolutely. And so uh, I think just immediately started planning. Like the, the biggest constraint that we often have around here is finding rooms that are large enough to host events. And so that was probably the um, biggest factor in terms of setting a date. And then um, I guess just started from there to organize the first event. And when was your first event? February 26th, 2014. So just last year. So about a year ago. About yep. a year ago. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So Mark, why don't you tell us how you got started? So it sounds like your guys's DevOps days there at ING has influenced other people throughout the world. So that should be pretty awesome. Yeah, it's, it's really awesome. And thank you for this compliment as well, uh, Heather. Yeah, well, uh, what we did, um, uh, why we, did we start uh, a DevOps day uh, at all? Um, about two years ago, we had a big reorganization uh, within ING and continuous delivery as the way we work and DevOps in the organizational part. So everyone thought Dev, DevOps is some kind of organizational change, which it is, but it's in the mindset. So to uh, help people out, um, convincing them what DevOps is and how it can contribute to, uh, to bring more joy in your work and uh, in better applications, we organized an internal DevOps uh, day in 2013. And it was really great. Uh, the feedback was great. Uh, we had 150 people showing up and the room was not bigger than that. And uh, the most awesome thing I, I thought is that we have the open spaces introduced within ING and it is totally new. The informal way of um, sharing your ideas, sharing your problems, etc., was a really great, uh, great advantage we, we took from the open spaces. And we still use open spaces all the time. So beyond just in DevOps days? Sorry? You mean you use open spaces just uh, as a way to get things talking and not necessarily when you're doing a DevOps days? That's correct. Yeah, yeah. We all still have, if we have some problems or we have uh, some meetup with, with several departments, uh, we always add the, the DevOps, uh, sorry, the, yeah, the DevOps concept uh, with open spaces. So we do a, uh, a talk and then we have some open spaces. That's pretty cool. What did you do to, uh, did you do anything to market the event internally or to, to draw that attendance? What was your approach there? The way we marketed that first one was probably an email. We have an internal, we call it our, our communities. Um, uh, it's kind of more of a grassroots way to um, connect people across the organization and so we had a DevOps community there and um, just kind of sharing different, um, you know, what would be happening at the event. Um, our last DevOps days had, I mean, it's grown not to this, not to 700, but... No, our last event we had 330 in the room itself, so we were able to move to a much larger space. Uh, oh. And then we had an additional 100 that were joining us online. Part of the marketing that we've done, uh, starting with the first one and moving forward, is a guerrilla approach. Uh, so rather than going through the official channels for putting up posters, I just created the posters. <laughs> uh, rather than going through the official process of uh, putting little signs throughout the area. 
just threw the signs there. I kept it within the corporate guidelines as far as what could be said and shown, but we went through and we made it fun. We made it something that people would be interested in, particularly those who had no idea what DevOps was about. How many people were you expecting at the first event? <laughs> we didn't know we didn't know if it was just going to be the planning committee, which was maybe like three or four of us, <laughs> you know, or if we were going to like be wildly successful, right, and have a hundred people. I honestly thought like if we could get a hundred people, that I thought, wow, that'll be amazing. Um, so to have 150 people show up at the first event um, was phenomenal. So it sounds like you've you've had great success, but I'm sure with great success, there's always struggles. So why don't we add, uh, why don't the people in the room target take this question first? So what struggles did you have? And then we'll ask Mark, we'll ask you the exact same question. If I might, just real quick, using the word DevOps. So you've talked about that before. And DevOps, uh, I believe in one of your guys' talk, you talk about how it's kind of a, was seen as a hippie word and not too well accepted. Heather's, yeah, Heather is smirking, would... <laughs> smirking very widely. That was true. I'd say there was... Um, uh, there's a lot of misconceptions around what DevOps was, if it was like some organizational thing that we were talking about and trying to like uproot the way that we were organized as a technology organization, if it was just a bunch of um, like crazy new open source technologies that people were trying to use and you know bring into the enterprise IT org. And so I think it was just a lot of different misconceptions around what DevOps really was, that it created this stress across the organization whenever that word was used. Um, and sorry, Brent looks. Well, I, I was going to say, I think one of the things I used from a marketing perspective was bringing things back to DevOps as a cultural and professional movement. It's not necessarily a tool you go by or a thing you do, it's how you behave. Uh, internally, we have that. Uh, our tagline is connect, share, learn. Um, Jason Walker, who's been on the podcast before, uh, likens it to the three ways from Gene Kim's uh, Phoenix Project, empathy, collaboration, and experiential learning. And talking and getting the message that this is how we work together, whether it's hug ops or however you want to phrase it, that this is really how we should be working together, period. I remember when I was first introduced to it, I was just coming out of our support organization and the team that was talking to me about this was a development team, Heather. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I had years of distrust based on being in support. <laughs> Uh, I wasn't yet ready to have my my horizons expanded. Foundation of empathy, distrust. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But part of seeing what Heather's team has done and seeing the results and how that affects everything really pivoted that. And I think one of the primary things that DevOps days has, you know, since we started a year ago to where we are now, has helped us drive that understanding across the organization. Like for sure that, and from my perspective, that's 
the primary value that we've that we've got, gotten yeah, out of it as, absolutely. A, as an organization. So we heard some of the struggles that Target had in rolling out their own DevOps days. Mark, what what was your perspective of struggles that you had? And you had like a similar problem of, of language and what is this DevOps thing that Target had? Yeah, it's uh, the struggle we had is, is quite similar to uh, what Target uh, had um, because a lot of people heard of DevOps and not really knowing what DevOps is all about. And uh, we were already working uh, towards uh, the agile way of working and you also have uh, the agile manifesto. So people want to have a DevOps manifesto and something like that. So people could hold on as a guide uh, towards the change they're going to make within the organization. So um, the struggle we had is how do we get the mindset of DevOps within the organization and, and keep people telling about that throughout the organization, what DevOps is and what DevOps can bring. So what we did in our first DevOps day at ING was to bring in keynote speakers uh, like uh, John Willis and Damon Edwards, who are um, yeah, an authority uh, within the DevOps uh, movement. And Chris Boutard was there as well, helping within the, or with the organization of the DevOps Day. And uh, that brought so much power within our organization uh, uh, of uh, John and Damon telling about DevOps and what DevOps means. So that all, all the people went out uh, of the DevOps day and talking uh, about DevOps throughout the organization. So the struggles we had was what is DevOps? Is it a tool? Is it some open source uh, tooling, whatever? What, what will it bring us? That, that was the biggest struggle. And I think uh, we had to manage that. So I do have a follow-on question there for um, for both Mark and the, the target folks. Ducey and I, in a recent episode of the podcast, have been talking about this DevOps manifesto topic because it still seems to be a hot topic in the community. Are you still experiencing challenges where where people within your company are looking for more of a definition around DevOps, and how are you dealing with that? So I, I think it manifests itself in different ways. One of the interesting sets of conversations and questions I've had the past several weeks since our one-year anniversary, having people both in operations and in development approach and say, I'd like to talk to you about this project I'm working on and whether or not DevOps would apply to it. And I go back to how we've approached the cultural aspect and not, not being snarky, but saying we've got collaboration, empathy, experiential learning. That's Do you think that applies? Do you think that applies? <laughs> yeah. it, and so moving away from the construct of whether or not it's going to be agile or waterfall or scrumfall, uh, are we going <laughs> or, or water scrum or water scrum? Uh, are we going to? Is it going to use a particular set of tools, uh, whether it's OpenStack or this, that, and the other thing? It's can you apply this cultural model to it? The answer should be yes. And historic and their response has been absolutely. So, what about your perspective, Mark? 
Yeah, I, 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 uh, I'm delighted to hear that uh, from uh, Target. Uh, um, me myself did not uh, ever ask that question to uh, to my colleagues, uh, so I'm really going to do that. But what we see at uh, an ING uh, still after two years from now, uh, first DevOps day, people are still uh, seeking what's what is DevOps, what can it bring us, and uh, should we uh, only start automating all the things and then. The only thing I say, yeah, there's no manifesto within DevOps, but you can always kind of hold on the, the camps, eh? the culture, automation, metrics, and sharing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And keep those things always in mind and keep open to your colleagues, be transparent all the time. So that's the only thing we can do. And, and what we are also doing, so me, and I, I work at a continuous delivery team within ING, and we try to set an example how you do DevOps. So that means giving the good example and talk about it, talk about it a lot. And that, that helps people also to bring them on your journey towards a better world of DevOps. That, that's a very interesting observation. I was talking with one of Target's senior leaders and she was referencing the need to align our desires with our actions. We say this is what we want as far as the environment we want to work in, are we then taking actions to make that a reality? And I think that was part of the fun the past two days. We've had the opportunity uh, to host uh, Internal Enterprise DevOps Summit with our senior leadership and getting folks buying into this is what we want to do. This is our collective shared uh, vision of the future and identifying folks who are going to bring this forward. Yeah, I think I would just add on to say that like in terms of the manifesto, do we think we need it or not? I think as your DevOps community starts to grow internally as a result of DevOps days, different events, um, and really just starts to spread, I would say almost like wildfire, especially mm -hmm. at the grassroots at like our engineering community, I mean, I mean, that's why we saw from our first event 150 people to growing very quickly to 300 people. The event Brent just mentioned yesterday was targeted um, at bringing our kind of mid-level mid management and above from our IT organization together to talk about um, how can we help make DevOps a reality within a large enterprise IT organization. We brought in speakers from um, other large IT organizations, uh, like Nordstrom's, as an example, to talk about their experience to help make it make it real and kind of connect the dots for folks um, in those in those kind of scenes. If I might, could I ask a question of Mark? Yeah, please. One of the things that we've been able to do with Target is tap into the broader DevOps community, folks who have come in and served as our keynote speakers. Have you been able to do something similar with regard to ING? Yeah, what um, you mean um, being part of the DevOps community outside of ING? Well, having that outside community come in. For example, our first uh, DevOps Day event last year, our two first speakers were Michael Ducey and Rob Cummings. We had John Willis and Damon Edwards yeah. in the first event. <laughs> I'm going to edit that out. And we had Michael in our last event. Yep, yeah. so you've yeah. been able to bring them in. So 
No, I understood that they've got them the first part. I'm wondering about their success. Oh, continuing to do right, that. Right, continuing yeah. to gotcha. bring that in. Gotcha. Uh, do you understand now, Mark? Of like, yeah, are you continuing yeah. to like engage with the broader DevOps community to bring them into your organization? And then how are you doing that? And I think I know the answer to that. Yeah, because you were there. Yeah, so I was there at the 2014 event. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Last, last, the last year, June. Yeah, we were still doing that. Our, our second DevOps day, um, because it was a huge success, we did not bring in um, uh, people from the DevOps community, uh, but we did bring in some uh, keynote speakers of uh, DevOps Days Amsterdam. We used uh, we asked one of those people to to come in to share their experience from another company and share it with us with us within ING. And we always had Chris Buitaert on the side helping with the organization, creating the open space concept. And uh, so he was also the linking pin to uh, to the DevOps community all the time. Yeah, and of course Chris is one of the the key individuals to bringing DevOps days. Uh, and founding DevOps Days as well, along with Patrick, so, yeah. One of the things I've personally found most compelling or fascinating about the DevOps community is how willing uh, the people who are most passionate are to grow the community and to engage. We've had awesome, awesome guests come in, in addition to Michael, you know, we've had you Prince uh, Ducey. Prince Ducey has graced us <laughs> twice. Uh, but I'm thinking if we've had folks from Etsy, uh, we had somebody who had been working on healthcare.gov. Yep. And Bridget, Bridget Crumhout as well came in and helped mm -hmm. and, you know, core organizer. Yeah. Absolutely. Which, so she came in for our last event. I will say open spaces has been an area of opportunity for us. So let's talk about that for a second. So you guys have struggles with open spaces and it's a thing that some of the DevOps Days conferences have as well that I've seen. And scaling open spaces can be really hard. I know at Minneapolis we're aiming for maybe 400 people at DevOps Days Minneapolis this year. And there is concern among the organizers of how do you scale the open spaces and not make it so much of a cluster as it is, especially when you're like doing the board and stuff. So Mark, it sounds like you guys are really successful with open spaces. How have you been able to be successful with open spaces and kind of keep that going? Because that's a key part of the DevOps days kind of uh, format. Yeah, well, what, what we did is, um, uh, I, I first we, did, we first did it at ING at the first DevOps day and the management was uh, saying, are you really going to do open spaces? I said, yes. But I mean, real open spaces? I said, yes. So he was really surprised that we were going to do that. And uh, he was there all the time and he was so enthusiastic. And he said, well, this is, this is just great to do so. And it just sorted out itself. And, uh, but you were there the last DevOps day. We had around 300 people over. And that was too big to do the open spaces. In that case, we, we had two, uh, we had not, not that many open space slots. Ah. I think we had around seven, and that was too, too crowded. We tried to put it everything in one room, but we learned from that. And that was the only thing, uh, I think. Uh, yeah, because the optimal size for like an open space circle on a topic is probably 15 to 20. And so if you think that you're gonna have 400 people and you divide that by 20, 15 
you need a lot of topics. Yes, that's correct. Yeah. Uh, so that could be pretty tough. So I want to yeah. pivot on a second, and I'd really like to know from the perspective of both of you around the whole cost perspective. I had an interesting conversation this week with Bridget Cromhout about, I think I said her name right, she gave me feedback that it's not Holt, like Bolt, it's like house. So I'm thinking, I think I'm saying it right. Uh, yeah. Sorry, Bridget, <laughs> I know you're listening. We had an interesting conversation around internal events and why I actually wanted to do this podcast is because I'm seeing this really growing trend of more and more companies doing internal events. And when you think about it, it makes a ton of sense of it's cheaper to bring the speakers to the people instead of send the people to the speakers. I was talking about this with a coworker, Nicole uh, Forsgren, is that how you say her last name? Sorry, I'm horrible with names. Sorry, Nicole. Uh, <laughs> and when you send somebody to an event, you might be able to send five people, right? Those five people go and they learn stuff and then they're supposed to bring it back into the organization, but do they really bring it back into the organization? Mm -hmm. And can they really do that chain? So what are your guys' perspective on justifying it from a cost perspective and, and the benefit versus traditional conference going, which can be somewhat <coughs> beneficial and somewhat not beneficial? So we, we had an interesting conversation uh, before the podcast over what funding we've had or have not had. For the event directly, there was no line item saying DevOps days. What we did is we identified funding sources that could be volunteered or that were offered up in order to fund for things like maybe some stickers and food. Mm -hmm. And that was kind of it. Uh, it. The last two events, we've done T-shirts, but the T-shirts were, you had to buy your own. Self-sourced by the people who wanted them. So, Mark, what about from your perspective? Yeah, from a, uh, uh, if you look at from a cost perspective, it's not, uh, yeah, the first question I had is, how can we measure uh, its value of this day? And uh, finally, I got uh, the management convinced that you cannot measure that. It, it, will, it will be measured in the long-term uh, mindset of people. And, uh, well, we had some quite a conversation about that, but they were convinced and also thought, yeah, okay, uh, uh, when people go to a, a congress or a seminar, for example, they bring back new ideas. And we do it, and it's also not really measurable. To, to the cost uh, the seminar uh, was so we just we just did it and uh, we kept it also low profile against low cost so uh, it was not really an option an, uh, an issue and uh, that's, that's how we uh, justify that just have people say that let have people fun uh, just have fun and uh, learn from each other that I think that's the, that's the biggest benefit you can have so that's enough justification to my opinion for the costs of an event like Devil's Day internally. Heather, you had something to add? Yeah, I mean, I would just tag on to that. So we took a very uh, similar approach at Target where we had the first couple events we pretty much did on a shoestring budget, just the bare minimum of what we needed to do. Because along the same lines, I don't think that our, our leadership team was 100% bought into what DevOps Days was all about and why are we doing this? How is this different than maybe some of the other internal events that we might have? But with the success that we saw in 2014 with the events 
the DevOps days that we hosted, we were able to pretty easily pull together um, justification and a business case to get money for 2015. Um, we, we bucketed in something that we just call our technical brand bucket. And so we do that to host internal events, stickers, t-shirts. It's even used some to sponsor external conferences kind of all around the business case of we need to attract the right kind of people that at Target and we also need to retain the right kind of people at Target. And so this is just one of, um, I think, one very effective way um, to do that and demonstrate value back to the organization. I, I, I would add on as well that, and again, I'm going to go back to the event that we had yesterday. Uh, we had approximately 150 of our senior leaders to pack them all, take them, pack them all up, send them somewhere else to all simultaneously attend the same event, get the same information, and then travel back. Wouldn't but have happened. It, it wouldn't have happened, and the cost yeah. would be astronomical. Yeah. Right. Like, how can you send 300 people from an organization to go do a conference? Right. right. You, you can't. And no, no CFO is going to approve that budget. <laughs> so then it is a lot cheaper when you say, I just need some money to fly some people here. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, for sure. Kind of getting in the mode of wrapping up here. If each one of you, and even Ross, you chime in because you've, you've been instrumental in helping uh, Target do their DevOps days. You're playing the role of interviewer right now. But, you know, you've, <laughs> been, you've been instrumental in this, so I'd like to hear your opinion. If you could give people who are listening, like, maybe one tip or, uh, or something of, like, how they could get started in general and doing these kind of internal events, what would you suggest? And let's just go around. So let's start with Heather, and uh, then we'll end with you, Mark. Right. I'd say, um, well, would just be to go ahead and do it, organize an event, and find other people. A small group is fine. Find a small group of people that are also passionate about, about it to help organize the event, and then bring in the right kind of um, external speakers. I would say ditto to Heather, but that'd be a little redundant. Uh, I would say keep in mind at the end of the day, after all of the work that you put into it, it will not be perfect. And be okay with that and enjoy the experience and watch the reaction of the people that are around you. You may personally know what's not going right according to your plan. Sure. But when you observe the light bulbs going on in a room and people going, that's what this is about, there is nothing more rewarding. Ross, what do you think? Yeah, I mean, they, they nailed the big parts. The only thing I would say is, especially with DevOps, keep doing them. Because, you know, we do them quarterly for a reason. And it, it's... a we re-energize people every quarter because there was a lot of work to push a movement and try to enable a movement across a large organization. And it's, it's energizing for the community internally to be at one of these events and learn. It's actually really energizing to be someone planning and sponsoring and setting it up. It, it wears you out. I'm, I'm so exhausted today after our last two days. <laughs> like I'm gonna crash all weekend. Um, but it, it re-energizes you, and you need that when you're constantly trying to drive a change. Yeah. Mark, what's your perspective on a tip that you can give someone who might want to organize their own event? Yeah, 
I think the only thing I can say is, is Dido, but <laughs> well, everything has been said already. But I think the most important thing, if you're running an internal event, it does not have to be perfect. And yes. uh, because just let it happen. Because let the people who are enthusiastic to do a talk, uh, uh, external, internal, they will do the, all the preparation for you. Just get it organized. The open spaces will organize themselves. The topics will organize themselves. The only thing you have to is facilitate and do not plan everything into advance from minute to minute. Just enjoy the day as an organizer as well. See uh, what, what just has been said, the light bulbs going up in, in, in rooms at, where people are coming up with great ideas and feel the energy of an event like that and, uh, and then it's perfect. Awesome. That's what I want to add. Yeah. Well, I want to thank you all for being on. Ross, thanks for helping co-host again. Uh, it sounds like internal events are a trend that are going to keep happening. I myself have taken part in three of them, or four of them actually, this year already, and it's just March. Yeah. And we're not even through March yet. So it's really interesting to see this kind of growing trend uh, uh, in, the, in, in the industry. Absolutely. So Ross, do you have anything else that you want to add? People hopefully can't tell it on the podcast, but the three of us here, Heather, Brent, and I, have have just come off of two straight days of, of nothing but uh, of high-energy DevOps conference, workshop, leader uh, engagement, and, and we're all exhausted, but I'm, I think you guys did a wonderful job. I it's, really appreciate hearing the ING perspective as well. I think it's amazing to see what you guys are doing there, so thank you. So, of course, if you are looking for an external event to go to, uh, once again, we have a discount code for ChefConf. If you register with the discount code of the Goat Farm, we'll take 10% off your ChefConf registration. Better hurry up. ChefConf's in like a week and a half. Yeah, yeah. I don't even know if the discount code is still valid. You may not even have this this podcast out by then. (laughs) No, I have to have it out, or I have to edit that out. Well, thanks again for coming on and giving your perspectives on running internal events. It's really useful. It's really awesome to hear. And as always, remember, be be the the goat. goat. I think we actually got it. That was the best one.